poppin you are listening to the keep it cute podcast and i am your host amber simone each week i'll be bringing you different topics ranging from relationships dating careers cultural moments and so much more stay tuned every wednesday at 6 p.m pst for the drop now let's get into it all right, y'all, it is Amber Simone, and I am the host of the Keep It Cute podcast. This is my very first solo episode. Guys, I'm gonna tell you, and I know typically you shouldn't do this, I was a little nervous about doing this first episode, and I don't know why. I came from YouTube, I started my YouTube channel in 2015, and I, sit, I sat there and thought, I used to sit in front of the camera every single almost every single day doing my makeup doing a vlog and 10 out of 10 I was by myself so I was like what is the difference between this podcast and really what I'm starting to learn is I think it's the fact that I'm not doing an activity I'm not doing my makeup I'm not reading a book obviously I should not be reading a book on this podcast but for me it's exciting it's me entering a new chapter of my own growth and experimenting with things that are uncomfortable. What do they say? If it's not uncomfortable, then you're not growing. I really, really am excited to start this journey with you all, especially on my very first podcast. So before I jump into everything, I have to highlight Women's History Month. Today is March 1st, and today should be March 1st when this podcast is dropping, and it is officially Women's History Month. I got to give a shout out to all the women who have paved the way, the women who have paved the way for us women now to do the things that we want to do. Really have to commemorate them and make sure we say thank you to the people who were there before us. And really, shout out to the women who started their own podcast when it really was a male-dominated space. It still is very male-dominated, but I'm seeing women who have their own podcast all the time. I have coworkers starting their own podcast, and it's really cool to see these women just doing it. They are putting out their sex lives. They're talking about relationships. They're talking about thriving in their careers, and that's exactly what I am here to do as well, is to really kind of have these one-on-one conversations, kind of like a FaceTime call with your best friend. That's really what I wanted this podcast to be about is to make sure you're comfortable. As you can see, or even if you're a listener, I'm wearing my Savage Fenty robe today. Again, shout out to the women. When I am looking for comfort, I am always grabbing something Savage Fenty, especially on this podcast. I did my very first episode in this pink robe. I feel like this pink robe is going to be a part of my signature from here moving forward. One of my friends was like, can I be in my pink? Can I be in my robe when I come on your podcast? I was like, girl, yes. Comfort is key. I want us to have a glass of wine. I want to kick back, wear your slippers, wear your fuzzy socks, and let's just chat about life. So thank you for tuning in today and let's get into it. So as we're on the topic of starting new things and doing things alone, I thought, let me pull up my co-star. I'm not the biggest horoscope person, but You will always hear me drop an Aries tidbit here and again, but I don't always take it too seriously. But I was like, let me see what my co-star says today. And on March 1st, it says, you can begin to prefer being alone than with people who don't encourage your growth. And that's the message for everybody, honestly. 
I don't know who's out there riding these co-stars, riding it for the Scorpios, the Virgos, the Sagittariuses, and what that really looks like. But I'm not gonna lie, when I read it sometimes, I'm like, this really makes sense. Or other days, I'm like, this is so off. Who wrote this? But today, I think it definitely can be relatable for everyone. It goes on to say, this month, you have to focus on how to stick things through when you have to finish things. You don't have to punish yourself for asserting yourself, but you do have to be intentional about it. Do what you say you're going to do. The broader focus of your life during this time is to throw yourself into new experiences that have the ability to broaden your sense of self. Generosity is not conditional. You can give to your loved ones even when they have not offered anything to you. Y'all, that's a message in itself because this is going to have to be a whole nother topic for another podcast, but generosity is not conditional. And I always emphasize that to my friends. And I'm just like, I don't have to, it does not have to be transactional always. You can do things out of the kindness of your heart. And especially in Women's History Month, show up for each other, not just in March, but in April, May, and June. <laughs> don't get it twisted. And so it's so important to make sure that when you are being kind to others, it's not because you are going to get something in return, but it's because, you know what? I want to do this. I want to show up for this person. And I fully believe in karma. When you do good, you receive good. When you do bad things, what do you think is going to happen? It's not magic. I'm like, if you're putting negativity out into the world, that is what you are going to receive. When something leaves your mouth, I remember someone was explaining it like this. When you say you're broke and you're sitting there, I'm so broke, I'm so broke, I can't do this, you are speaking that into the universe and you know what kind of vibes are going to find their way back to you? Brokenness. <laughs> so when you say I'm rich, I'm full in, I'm full of life, I'm healthy, I'm successful, I'm this, those things will slowly find their way to you. So make sure as you move forward, whatever you want to become, whatever you want to do, speak life into it. Because when you start speaking negativity, it will always find its way back to you. I really want to circle back on do what you say you're going to do. When you say you're going to do it, try your best to see it through. Because a lot of people say, I'm going to do this. I want to do that. But it's a very few people who actually take that next step to do it. And then from that next step, there's even fewer who see the next thing through. That's why even with this podcast, I'm going on three months of doing the Keep It Cute pod. And it's crazy for me to think this was just an idea last year. Last year, I was like, you know, I want to do this podcast. And in my head, I didn't want to psych myself out because I really could have been like, this is going to be really hard. What kind of equipment do I need? Do I need top of the line studio this and all that? And I was like, no, baby steps. And I mentioned this in my last podcast, but I always have to think about the short term. How am I going to get to that next step without thinking, where am I going to be in a year? When people ask you, like, what's your five-year plan? Y'all, that's a setup. When you're in college or even when you're in high school and someone's asking you about your five-year plan, that's so rough because things Things change so frequently, especially in my life. From year to year, things change drastically, but they have been in the best way possible. So when you put your mind to something and you're thinking, 
how am I going to accomplish this? How am I going to achieve this? Make sure you start with the short-term goal. Or even when you tell somebody, I'm going to do this, and in a different sense, and I'm going to show up for you, do what you say you're going to do. Because also people remember that. If I say I'm going to go to your birthday brunch, and 30 minutes before the brunch, I'm like, oh, girl, I can't make it. That's that's not a good look, sis. It's not a good look. So whatever you do in your personal life and you put your mind to it, do it. Whatever you do with your people that you love, your friends and family, and you say you're going to do it, follow through. I know sometimes it can be hard and life gets a little rocky, but follow through. It really makes all the difference. My chart had also mentioned you can begin to prefer being alone than with people who don't encourage your growth. So I meant to do a quick little recap of this weekend. I feel like we should always do recaps at the top of it, do a little check-in, how you feeling, how is your week going? But really last weekend, I attended my first bachelorette party ever. And it was so much fun. Like, I'm not gonna lie, I was nervous because I didn't know what to expect. I'm like, you know, what are our roles? Like, we gotta make sure the bride is happy. We gotta be on our P's and Q's as bridesmaids. But it was so low stress and really one of my friends. So I met her through my boyfriend and one of his friends is getting married and we all became really close. And I was like, when she asked me to be her bridesmaid, I was honored because I'm like, me? What? But honestly, the love has always been mutual. We went down to San Diego and we did bar hopping. We played games at the house. We drank. We just had a fun time. We did different activities. Um, We were supposed to do a pink boat. So there's this pink boat in San Diego, California that you can get on. They have like a flower wall on the boat. They have a DJ. You can bring drinks. Like it's the whole nine. Let me tell you how the entire weekend it was raining, pouring rain, actually. And on Saturday, we were supposed to do this boat from 2 to 4 p.m. And of course, they canceled like the day before. And the next day when it rolls around, we look at the clock. Why at 2 p.m. exactly was the only time of day that it did not rain? We were emailing them like, are you sure you don't want to do it? You sure you can't show up for us? It was a mess. It would have been so much fun. But regardless, we found some other stuff to do. San Diego has a lot of activities that you can get into. They have the Cutwater Distillery or it's like a tasting room. There's so many bars and food restaurants. And also, we went to an Italian restaurant called Salvatore's. And let me tell you, the chicken pesto parm hit different. Like Italian food, I've been obsessed with Italian food ever since I went to Wovo in West Hollywood. And we have also have one in Santa Monica. We have a few on the west side of California. But Wovo, they fly the pasta in like the night before. And it's the freshest Italian. I think that's as close as I'm getting to fresh Italian food in the United States. Like it is the freshest. But Salvatore, as I will say. San Diego has some of the best food as well. I know Vegas has been popping recently. Every time I see a TikTok or an Instagram reel, one of my best friends lives in Vegas and I always send her these food spots and I send them for her, but also too, it's like a, a little nudge. Why don't you go and save this for the next time I come and visit? <laughs> I, hope, I hope she ain't hearing this, but really I'm like, I always love to try new things but especially with people who love you. 
in this co-star, when I was reading it, I was just thinking it talks about being alone than with people who don't encourage your growth. And I feel like, especially in this new year, I'm about to be 26 on March 28th. A lot of things are happening right now and a lot of crazy but amazing opportunities have presented themselves to me. And you just have to remember, who do I want to do it with? And do you prefer to do it alone or do you prefer to carry dead weight of people who are not rooting for you, who do not support you? And most times you can tell, like when I was on that bridesmaids trip, it was all love. You know, one of my friends, she kept talking about my podcast. Someone else like, oh, Amber, she takes the best content and this and that. And I just feel like when you feel that love, it really pours into the work that you do. And you want to make sure as you continue to progress throughout life that you have those people by your side. Like as I'm doing these speeches at campus universities or as I'm doing a certain project I'm passionate about, I want to make sure that people who are around me support me. And if you don't, we could be alone now. Like we could be alone. But I will say on my end, there's days I could be alone But it's also, I have so much family who I know loves me to the core. But I will say, if you don't have such a supportive system, it is okay to be alone than to drag that dead weight along with you. Because really, it brings your mood down. It just really affects the work that you're doing. So if they're not growing with you, let them go. Now, I want to get into something a little funner. Let's talk about a bachelorette party instance. I found this story and they asked, am I the asshole for not letting my fiance's sister come to my bachelorette party? Now, let me give you a little backstory. For context, I've been with my fiance, who's 24, since freshman year of high school. We're very close. And as a result, I'm pretty close with his sister, who's 17. We'll call her Chloe because I don't want to dox her. Since wedding planning began, I knew she had to be a part of my wedding party because I loved her so much. Here's where things got out of hand. My maid of honor planned out my bachelorette party so that I would be surprised. Most of the day was us hanging out, going to a spa, getting nails done, etc. We went to dinner and at around nine o'clock, my maid of honor and Chloe went off to have a chat, after which Chloe left. I definitely remember asking her where she was going, but she said it was getting late and she didn't want to worry her mom. After dinner, we went to a club and got obscenely drunk, as one does at a bachelorette party. The next morning, I get a call from her mom asking why we were excluding Chloe from the bachelorette party. I was shocked and explained that we would never, but my future mother-in-law was not having it. After getting off the phone with her, I called my maid of honor to ask her what happened. She told me that she let Chloe know that we would be going to a club and drinking, and since she's not of age, she should probably avoid us. This made tons of sense to me, but I was still worried about Chloe being upset. I went to talk to my fiance about it and he said Chloe was fine and that his mom was just like that. And don't you remember high school? We'd always plan to distance ourselves 
from our parents as soon as we got married. So his dismissive attitude made sense to me. But Chloe is still a part of my life and I love her. So is she the asshole? Y'all, this story is so obvious and it just sounds like uh, her mother-in-law got a little issues because one, when I saw 17, I was like, bet, big bet. She got to go home. This is a bachelorette party and you cannot be here. You ain't got to go home, actually. No, she's 17. She got to go home. Because I was going to say she could just get out of here. But now the girl got to go home. Literally, if I'm thinking about bachelorette weekends, the women are turning up. We're going to clubs. Everywhere we went, they checked our IDs severely. Like every bar, every restaurant, even restaurants at a certain time before we could even enter, they wanted to see our IDs just because they knew this is a drinking scene. There's no place for a 17-year-old girl to be out partying with women who are 25, 30, and drinking. Obviously, I'm sure somebody in the group would have looked over this girl, but also, too, at that point, you have a minor in your hands. And if anything happens to that minor, it is on your hands. So just go home. I think the whole situation, the maid of honor did what was right. Because obviously the bride would have been like, oh, she already said, I love Chloe so much. I want her in my life, blah, blah, blah. And obviously they don't want the mother-in-law in their life. But I'm like, when you sit and look at it and you have his little sister already, it was nice that she was there to begin with. Because I ain't gonna lie, you wouldn't be there at all. When it comes to my events, sometimes I feel like I might need to write a story. I feel like, am I the asshole? When I tell people they cannot bring their kids to my birthday parties. So let me tell you, one thing when it comes to my birthday parties, already typically I'm like, oh, like it's going to be my girlfriends. It's going to be our college friends. Like we still in that turn up era. I have no kids. I'm, you know, like there's nothing holding me down to the ground where I'm like, I cannot fully be myself. And so when I have these birthday parties, there's open bars, there's alcohol. Also, I just don't want to be drunk with little five-year-olds running around looking upset or breaking stuff. So to avoid that altogether, you ain't got to go home, but you can't stay here. <laughs> nah, it's, it's really simple. So ma'am, you are not the asshole. Your maid of honor did was right because it sounds like you weren't going to do it. Okay, let me pull up another one. She says, sister is telling me to invite our mom to my bachelorette party. And eh, wrong answer. I'm getting married in September, and my family is coming from abroad to attend. I don't see my mom very often, and we're not close anymore. My older sister, by default, is telling me I should invite our mom to the bachelorette party so she doesn't feel left out. Personally, I've never heard of it, and I feel like it would be weird having one of our parents there. What are your thoughts on this, y'all? Like I said, it goes, it's the same for the sister in the other story. When it comes to your bachelorette party, I feel like unless your mom is in your bachelorette party and you guys have that kind of relationship, fine, by all means. But on the latter, if you know, your mom's a mom's mom and she's not to be 
about she's not about to be watching y'all take shots and play all these raunchy games. Mom needs to stay home. Like it is a little weird. And like I said, unless your mom's in your party, I feel like that's fine. And if you guys have that kind of relationship, great. But also typically like in your bachelorette party, I know it is a lot of your cousins or your girlfriends or, you know, sister-in-laws, whoever it may be. So I think it is a little strange. And you can tell mom in the nicest way possible, but also too, by default, parents don't just come on bachelor and bachelorette weekends, especially if you're not in the party. Like I'm a firm advocate. If you are not in the party, A, I don't really think you should be there. Maybe there's a little misconception there and maybe there's different rules. And I always say too, like I'm not married, but I feel like you can make up what you want to do. Like if you want all your cousins there who aren't in the party, let them be there. If you want mama to be there, let her be there. If your bachelor weekend is about to be PG, let it be PG. You see what I you see what I mean? <laughs> you can also plan activities outside of that weekend because, you know, you can save the bachelorette party for when you're with your girls and your girlfriends. And then when it comes down to mom and the aunts and whoever it may be, let's do a spa day. Let's go get our toes done. I don't know what that looks like, but I do think it should be a separation between the two because Lord Jesus, we played some games at the bachelorette party and honestly, nothing crazy at all. But I'm like, I don't know if my mom wants to play toss the ring on, you know, something. <laughs> I don't think that's really her forte. So my mom's would be staying home for sure. Okay, last question. And this was in an Ask Women thread. And so they asked, what's your opinion on bachelor and bachelorette parties? And so someone had said, I think the idea of them is weird. Like the concept of it's your last day being single. But in most of the world, we aren't living in the days of forced arranged marriages. And if you're getting married, you're already in a committed relationship with your partner. If you wouldn't want your partner doing something on a normal day, it shouldn't be something that should be done at one of those parties. So it's like a 50-50 here. And guys, I'm gonna be honest. So we did the bachelorette party last weekend and the boys did the bachelorette party the same weekend. And we all did it in the same city, which I will say that was kind of fun because we never saw each other, dropped each other off, went about our merry way. Now, the whole concept of you're single and you know this is your last hoorah before you get married, there's levels to it. And you always want to make sure that you stay respectful and in those lines. Because when I tell you, I was looking at these stories on Reddit and the amount of insane stories I was reading, I do not think this is the majority by any means. But there were so many stories of, oh, my wife cheated on me. My husband cheated on me, blah, blah, blah. Well, that just wasn't the one. Because at the end of the day, bachelor and bachelorette parties can also be seen as, oh, I want to turn up with my girlfriends and let the party get closer and get to know each other before the wedding day. Like there's so many other reasons that go along with it versus, oh, it's your last day being single. I will say the concept before I really experienced one, I thought it was a little cringe. I definitely thought it was cringe because I'm like, you do a bachelor party, 
and you go to strip clubs and you do this and you turn up and I'm like, it's your last day being single, but you're not single. Like on whose dime are you single? And I'm like, okay, maybe to the government you're single because on paper you're not legally married, but like, let's, let's be for real. BFFR, you are not single. So this is not your last day as a single person. And I even think too, a lot of people do them before, like the night before the wedding. I'm like, I don't know if that just happens in the movies because that's a little ridiculous. For you to do your bachelor or bachelorette party the night before your wedding, wild, actually wild. But I will say the concept, before I experienced one, it was a bit cringe, but it's also, you have to go into it. Who are you going into one of these parties and what are your morals? What are your values? Like, if you are in a relationship, do you have respect for your partner enough to be like, oh, that's not for me. Oh, I'm I'm cool on that. Like there's certain, there's levels to it. Like I said, literally the girls, we had several dinners throughout the weekend. We had cute drinks. We listened to music. We went bar hopping. Like it was fun. It was really fun. And there was no like raunchiness to it. Now the boys, I don't even want to talk about the boys because it's Women's History Month. We ain't gonna talk about the boys bachelor party weekend. <sighs> Rolling my eyes. <laughs> no, nah, but for real, the whole concept. My thing is I'm gonna have one. I'm excited to have one. Like my friend, she made really cute um, like hangover packets. It had like two things of liquid IV. It had eye patches. There was Advil in there. I was like, this is so freaking cute. And when you look on Pinterest, Instagram, like I'm getting so many ideas for me in the future, but it's fun though. And then at the end of it, like I got to get really close with the bridesmaids. I'm literally gonna be spending an entire weekend on a cruise with them for the wedding. So it was really, really nice to hang out and get to know them in that sense. So it really depends what kind of mentality you're going into one of these parties with. But enough with the bachelorette party conversations and all of the above. I'm going to be wrapping up my first ever solo podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Keep It Cute podcast. You will catch me every Wednesday at 6 p.m. PST. Don't forget to rate the show on Spotify or Apple Podcast, and also follow at Keep It Cute Pod on all socials. Thanks for joining me. Good night.